Dr. Katrina Fury, a psychiatrist. And I'm Portia Pendleton, a licensed clinical social worker. And And this this is Analyze Scripts, a podcast where two shrinks analyze the depiction of mental health in movies and TV shows. Our hope is that you learn some legit info about mental Mm -hmm. health while feeling like you're chatting with your girlfriends. There is so much misinformation out there and it drives us nuts. And if someday we pay off our student loans or land a sponsorship, like with a lay flat airline or a major beauty brand, even better. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your DSM-5 and enjoy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Dr. Katrina Fury, a psychiatrist. And I'm Portia Pendleton, a licensed clinical social worker. And this is Analyze Scripts, a podcast where two shrinks analyze the depiction of mental health in movies and TV shows. Our hope is that you learn some legit info about mental Mm -hmm. health while feeling like you're chatting with your girlfriends. There is so much misinformation out there and it drives us nuts. And if someday we pay off our student loans or land a sponsorship, like with a lay flat airline or a major beauty brand, even better. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your DSM-5 and enjoy. Welcome back. We're so excited to be talking about one of our like surprising. I don't think anyone else was surprised, but we both found the bear this year and watched both season one and now two. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't listened to our episode on the bear season one, go check it out. It is uploaded to everywhere. You can find all of our other podcasts. But today we are so thrilled to be talking about the bear season two and all of its intensity and intense emotions wow i feel nervous like even getting started yeah there's a lot to cover oh my gosh i also just want to say like is this the best show ever i i feel like yes i I mean it's so 
I like how the episodes are not all like ours. One right. of them was this season, which it was oh, worth it. Oh my god! But um, I I just love the shorter episodes. I love all of the dynamic characters. I I like the scenes, the sets. Yes. I I like food. I so I, yes, I want to be a chef. Mm-hmm. I realize it's like such a beautiful combination of art and science, right? Like totally. the way they're cooking. And it's so creative. It's so beautiful the way everything's shot. Um, the character development, especially this mm-hmm. season, was astounding. It's so smartly written. And I just found myself at the end of it being like so sad it was over. Yeah. And wanting more. And I was like, is this the best show of all time? <laughs> Maybe. I, I think so. I also <laughs> so just good. love a good family, you know, like, S show, you know, like on TV. Like, yeah. I love like Succession. Yep. Yep. Um, well, not really you, but he doesn't really have any family. I guess that's the point. No, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, <laughs> so are you saying you really like like the interpersonal dynamics? Yes. Yes. Right. And I, obviously, we would like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's two shrinks. Like, obviously, that's what we're into. Um, but I just, I feel like this is the reason we wanted to start this podcast is to just like shine light mm-hmm. when people get it so right. Yes. It's done so well. And I'm just like, how on earth are they tackling such intense, topics and dynamics like oh my god we'll get into the Mm -hmm. feast of the seven fishes but like that family dynamic grief suicide addiction depression stress like guilt uh, grief you know like and then also in this this season resilience mm -hmm. and growth and so much growth like like achieving your dreams and like fulfilling your potential that was not you didn't even know was there Mm -hmm. and how like being in the right environment with the right leader can really like pull that out of people and how Carmi was like so good at that despite going through so much struggle himself Mm -hmm. whoa how did they get it so good yes so good so <laughs> I think we're going to get started by talking about some of the supporting characters before we really get into the meat with the Feast of the Seven mm-hmm. Fishes and some of the more main characters. But I fell in love with Tina this season. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what did you think about Tina, her and her arc? I I loved how, you know, her depiction in season one was just like things hadn't changed, right? They're all kind of set in their ways. That's how we we do things, like pretty resistant to change. Yes, very um, resistant. Which which is something again I think everyone can relate to. Mm-hmm. Like when when you know you're working at a job and initially something comes down the pipe and you're like, "Oh, I don't know how we could do this." Like every no one wants it really. Right. Everyone's pushing back. Everyone gets grouchy. Especially when it's like a younger new hot shot totally. and you have all this experience mm-hmm. and you're like, "You don't know what you're talking about." Right. Yeah. So she was pushing back. We didn't really get a lot of her a lot of her backstory. We didn't um, really get anyone's except just for Carmen. Her singing, you know, mm-hmm. it was like she goes and does karaoke, beautiful voice, <laughs> stunning oh, voice. Think, yeah, 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 yeah. So then she um, goes to school. Yes. Um, it's supposed to be her and Ibrahim. Ibrahim and um, she seems to really flourish and enjoy mm-hmm. and like kind of soak up all the information. And then her and Sydney have some beautiful moments when Sydney, you know, asks her several times to like step up and tina seems really really moved by that and appreciated and she totally rises to the challenge and and kicks butt and in the later episodes you know she's just rocking the kitchen she totally rose to the occasion i feel like 
her versus Ibrahim was such an interesting depiction. Like they were both sort of, you know, the old guard, you Mm -hmm. could say, and both kind of resistant to the change that was coming with Carmi and Sydney. But then you see Carmi's like investing in his staff by sending them to school, sending Marcus to Denmark. And she was so thrilled and excited. She like really lit up. Mm -hmm. She hugged him. Ibrahim, on the other hand, was like, like really not into it he was scared he didn't go but then he showed up at the end and i loved that they all like welcomed him back mm-hmm. with open and there arms. was still a place there's yeah. still a place for him how beautiful is yeah. that like there's you can always come home mm-hmm. you know? i liked when he was doing the serve safe thing online you know <laughs> i remember I've doing done that, that yeah right? it's like so boring and like i mean it's good like notable information but it's just like come on yeah it's yeah. one of those certificates mm-hmm. like you have but it's just so funny they're like oh it's serve safe like we might not be able yep. to open it was just so funny yeah um, um, but I just loved how, like, Carmi gave Tina his knife. Yes. And then she tried to give it back to him. And he's like, I didn't ask for mm-hmm. it back. Just all of that, like, just investment in your staff was so beautiful. Yeah. He didn't just, like, fire everyone and bring mm-hmm. in people who are already trained. He, was like, believed in them. Right. And then I thought, like, the scenes with her and Sydney were really beautiful, especially as we got to understand Sydney's background more yeah. with her mom, mm-hmm. right? And how her mom died when she was four. And I was just like, oh, look at this. Yeah. Like, I wonder what it was like for Sydney to initially be butting heads with mm-hmm. Tina um, in, like, season one and just kind of, right, Sydney being brought on. And, and Sydney is very, very educated right in chef culture and chef land and tina i think is a wonderful chef but just like has been doing right the same thing like they've been making these more like sandwich shop type stuff and sydney is was more like of an i guess an elevated places or had her own things and and i think it was hard to watch like in season one Tina, I felt, you know, I had, I felt empathy for her being kind of challenged and, and struggling to kind of get on the ship mm-hmm. and having a young, you mm-hmm. know, woman kind of telling you that your mashed potatoes aren't good yeah. and to do it again. And and you see that then in season two, Tina kind of checking, right? Like, do you want me to do it again? And then I think yeah. it's the second to last episode. Carmi's like, no, it's perfect. Yeah. And I that know. all is so meaningful to her. The knife is meaningful. That feedback is meaningful. And it all started in season one. Remember mm-hmm. when Tina was like falling behind? And Sydney picked up the slack and then didn't rub it in her face. Yes. You know? Um, she I could just, trust her. Right. Yep. It was just really beautiful and just so beautifully written. And to see their dynamic mm-hmm. unfold, I thought was really beautiful. And I just am curious about that dynamic since Tina is like older, maybe unconsciously some kind of like mother figure mm-hmm. to her but then sydney has like more of the authority um like in that workplace relationship i just thought it was interesting yeah what did you think of ibrahim's like reaction like what what do you think that was coming from i mean we it's like we up don't really for debate, know right yeah i feel like i think he was scared that's the only thing I can mm. think of, you know, like he was saying, like, he didn't want to wear a uniform. I also wonder about his background. Like, does he come from somewhere where uniforms signify something that's for like some traumatic reason, for him? I think that he was, I think there was a really fast reference in season one um, to Carmi about him from someone else that he was like in the military. Like that's what in I was wondering. a different country yeah. and then he had come yeah. here. So 
I mean, we could only guess then yeah. from that what that means or how he is doing from that experience. But maybe, yeah, but like it the uniform like thing for the sure. The uniform thing was like the real sticking point. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think he totally had a different reaction than Tina. Like, I don't want to go. Right. Why do I have to do this? And it wasn't like I'm too old to learn new things. And he doesn't look too old to mm-hmm. learn new things. Or By the way, you're never too old to learn new things. But it was something about the uniform and – like conforming i'm not sure it'd be really interesting to get more of that but then we like don't see him for a Mm -hmm. while and then all of a sudden he shows back up and he's like excited to work the takeout window and i again we already said it but i just love that there was still Mm -hmm. a spot for him yeah and i liked how tina and him had that conversation in the window right where Mm -hmm. they were like talking about everyone in the third person yeah (laughs) so that was that was sweet but and and like it was tina Really knowing, I think, how to approach him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like knowing that she can't just say things directly, knowing that he needed the space to kind of not be able to talk about himself directly. And then yeah. he would come back. Like that was really just like good people skills. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so again, we're just seeing Tina like really rise to the occasion. Um, we also see Marcus rise to the occasion, which I never doubted he would. He was always like so into the desserts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, even in season one, I was like, I had no idea so much went into making food right. and desserts. And like, it's like chemistry, mm-hmm. really. Um, but it, season two starts off with him at, I believe it's his mother's bedside, right? Yeah. So she's ill. I don't think we really understand or learn mm. what exactly seems serious. On. It seems serious. It seems chronic. Like it's been going on for mm-hmm. a long time, but like one of those situations where it's always tenuous, like it's been going on for a long time, but it could nosedive at any time. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like she has like this round the clock care. What did you think about kind of seeing him with his mom, seeing the dynamic between him and Sydney develop in the context of the stuff with Sydney and her mom? There's a lot of moms in season two, a lot of mom stuff. A lot. Um, I think that Marcus in a really nice way, like has the capacity to, like be really empathetic and sweet with Sydney. Like if they get there about, you know, mm-hmm. her mom and then his mom, like I think they just both have, you know, like grief and loss in in different ways about their the mother figure in their life at different times of course and in different ways, but I think that that's really something to connect on yeah. if they again go there. Um I thought it was funny how um, I think it was between Carmi, um, Carmi and Sydney when she was like, "Yeah, my mom's dead, so we don't really have a relationship." And it it's was hard just, when it's hard when she's dead. Yeah, it was yeah. so. It was just such a a normal thing, you know. It's been a long time. It was it happened when she was four. Of course, you know, it still impacts her. But it's that like right using kind of comedy or you know to make levity of like a really tough situation because you yeah. can see Carmi be like, oh. kind of I don't know how to like handle this, and she's like, "Yeah, well," and then they kind of chuckle like. It's just something that I think a lot of people do. I think, too, mm-hmm. it, again, like, so beautifully written because it's so normal, like, at Sydney's age mm-hmm. or younger for people to ask you, like, what about right. your parents? And they're assuming you still have them, mm-hmm. right? And it's really awkward to be on the receiving end when you don't have one right. or both of, like, well, how do I share this with the person without making them uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? And, like, having that uncomfortable sense. And she's like, don't say I'm sorry, like... Mm-hmm. We can just move on. Right, right. Yeah. So I thought it was like a really interesting way to to bring that up. Um, and the acting, I know we're going to say this over and over again, mm-hmm. but I just want to point out for Sydney, like, 
it felt so real. And obviously that's what acting should be. <laughs> but like she just nailed the head on making like right, the awkwardness of oh. like that, you know, oh, someone's asking me this and like, I don't know how to say that. Like, yeah, it was just so good. Yeah. So good. So good. And when like Marcus asks her out at the yes. end, like how awkward. She- I was so happy when he did. I thought they were totally vibing. Mm-hmm. Like when he was in Denmark and they were FaceTiming and right. joking and they kept pretending to freeze, you know, yes. um, like I thought they were totally vibing mm-hmm. and then it totally threw her off. Yes. What do you think about that? I, I don't know. Like, because I, I would say based on the show that she had to have been picking up on that they were like silly at least. Like right. So then for her to be like, did yeah. she shut it down because she was just like so, so uncomfortable, like, like nervous, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or was it, did it come out of left field and she was just like, oh, I thought we were like being friends. Like, I, I don't know why it threw her. It seems like it quote unquote shouldn't have, but like, I mean, obviously it did for a reason. Yeah. Um, and then, and then them, right, like kind of having that awkward, like kind of explosion, right? At the end where Marcus then like yells at her, well, you're mad at me. And mm-hmm. like, it was just, you could tell he was uncomfortable because yes. he like took his shot yeah, and he felt vulnerable. rejected. Yeah. Do you think she's in love with Carmi? Um, you think that's what it is? I feel like it could go either way. Like I could argue yes or no. Yeah. I feel like yes, because she made that thing about claire or seemed so like awkward when she found out that carmy was seeing someone but then mm-hmm. she but then right i could argue 100 percent the other way too like that it's just because it's taking right, his attention away right and then it was just like why didn't you tell me mm-hmm. like and then she's helping him right kind of coaching him how to be a boyfriend or mm-hmm. like being like don't be a jerk you know mm-hmm. like you are dating giving him that feedback so like i, I don't know i think yeah. it could go either way in season three and i like i wouldn't be surprised yeah. but I was like, no. Okay. The scene of them fixing the table, like in the last episode. I thought they were going to kiss. That's what I mean. (laughs) That's what I mean is I can't tell the vibe. But then because they didn't, I was like, oh, I I just get it totally wrong. Like, I mean, again, the writers are phenomenal. So I don't think so. I think think we're supposed to think that. Exactly. I think we're supposed to feel like in limbo and not really be able to peg. Like, does Sydney love Carmi in a way that she like idealizes mm. him as a chef that's and really a good looks one up to him and he's really like again brought her in believed in her got her that like at the end the was it from like tom brown yeah the beautiful like mm-hmm. chef outfit like is that why she like loves quote unquote him um right is it like romantic or more like idealized mentorship or but there's something about it that feels romantic like i did pick up on that jealousy with claire and it wasn't clear like is that because she's into carmy or because claire's Mm. taking his attention away and she's like pissed about it and he's like you know kind of screwing up um but that was where when marcus asked her out i was like is it because she has feelings for carmy or is it because Mm. she doesn't want to end up like him by starting to date someone and getting distracted or dating in the workplace but like i would love them together because they kind of did have a date right in season one when he like she made him food oh they had they had i wouldn't i guess i wouldn't call it a date they had a dinner or lunch i'm not sure which one together that seemed like it could uh, yeah. go somewhere. They seem like they have a really nice connection. Mm-hmm. 
whether that's just friends or not. But yeah. like, I would like to see it progress. I really like Marcus. Yeah, me too. He's like, sweet. And I think so Sydney sweet. and Marcus are just in, you know, in our string opinions, like a good fit. Yeah, so. they're a good fit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think so. Neither feel toxic. Like it doesn't feel like it would be an icky relationship. No, and their personalities like balance each other. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I really like am rooting for yeah. them. Um, I was bummed she didn't take him up on it. Yeah. And then she's like throwing up. And I was like, is she pregnant? I feel like she just no. <laughs> just because there's no data, right? To like, she would have to have had like sex with someone that we have that like we never saw. We We didn't know about. So, so yeah, I mean, I just don't, I feel like she was just so anxious. So let's talk about, right, like physical manifestation of anxiety, like nausea. Sometimes we do actually vomit from, Mm -hmm. um, from the nausea, could sweat. Like, I mean, they're all sweating because they're moving a million miles a minute, but they all, um, I would assume are so nervous. There's so much on the line. Yeah, exactly. Um, other common symptoms of anxiety would be like your tingling of like your Mm -hmm. fingers or legs, your heartbeat going faster, feeling like it's skipping a beat, your blood pressure going up. You might have a headache. You might lose your appetite you might be really like restless like walking around a lot Mm -hmm. um things like that yeah so some diarrhea i think we saw that from all of them and fun (laughs) little i was just like laughing throughout the whole episode of season with carmy just like having tums and pepto Pepto, just counting the pepto and then fac at one point is like also he's like takes a sip too and i was like first of all TMI. I can relate. I am a Pepto girly. I do drink it regularly. You know what? If you need it, you and need it. And I was just like feeling very, very connected to Carmi in, yeah. in those moments. Yeah. I was like, I feel you. You know, anxiety really gets to your stomach. and It totally does. You know why? I would love to know. Nerd. Please yeah. tell. So there's also serotonin receptors in your gut. Mm. And so that's why like when you start an SSRI, which works on the serotonin receptors, the early side effects can be like some diarrhea, some upset stomach, and like stuff mm. like that. Um, so there's totally a connection there. I I didn't know that. Yeah, I guess that's why they always say right, like mind gut yes, connection. Totally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in medicine we're still uncovering that connection. Um, but it it totally makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. Anyway, so we have a lot of new characters in this season too. Um, so they all kind of come out in the the Christmas episode, oh the, the fishes, all of the fishes happening. So are, is there anything else up until then um, that we want to talk about? I guess the only other thing I wanted to touch on was the dynamic between Sydney and her dad. I thought that it was just so, again, well written. I'm, I'm right. like, a, a, you know, <laughs> uh, what's it called? A broken record. Um but just seeing, like, so she still lives with her dad. Yep. It sounds like she's tried a couple of things mm-hmm. and they haven't really worked. And I'm wondering now, seeing how nervous she was in the finale, if she, like, gets in her own way, if she's, like, going to be successful, mm. but then her anxiety takes over and she's like, I can't do this and I quit, right. you know, um, or if she gets in over her head or things like that. But he's still supporting her. But you get the sense at this point, he's like, okay, I want to support you and it sounds like you're putting a lot on the line. You're working really hard. Right. You're not getting paid. Like, are you sure about this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but he makes room for her reactions right. and tries to give her fatherly advice yeah. in a way that I feel like she hears and doesn't feel rejected by. No, I don't think entirely. she feels rejected. I think she puts so much pressure on herself yeah. because it sounds like, I mean, she's so concerned with how what her dad thinks about, like, the food, right? Yeah. And, like, rightfully so, of course. We that makes sense. We all want to make our parents proud. But, you know, I think 
based on their conversations throughout season two, it just seems like she really, really, really wants to like be good for him. And it's mm. not coming from him, though. It's not yeah. this pressure that's like you have to be or you're out, right? It's like he says, which I think is so sweet, like you can stay here forever, but like I want you to be, you know, like happy and doing your thing. And then at the end, right, he's like, this is the thing. I know. And I was like, oh, I love and she's that. Throwing up, yes. You know, like, so she's you know throwing up the dumpster. He's mm-hmm. leaving and he's like, babe, baby, babe. It was so sweet. Yeah. You know, like you could tell that's his little girl. Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. When he like doesn't want to intrude. I thought he did such a good job of towing that line with an adult child. Yep. I kept thinking like, I like could cry saying this, like, I hope I get to see my kids find their thing mm-hmm. someday and get to be there, like, oh, cheering them yeah. on. Um, and I'm sure it's just so hard to have those conversations mm-hmm. with your adult kid who's, like, kind of floundering for a little bit. Right. And it's like, of course you're going to flounder. That's right. okay. So it's just so beautiful. He wasn't – there were no ultimatums. No. There was no, like, you got to get out. You get your shit together. And like, it didn't seem that. like she was taking advantage of him either. No. You know, like, I think he knows that. And that's why right. he, you know, is is more – you know, giving, I guess, with his resources. It's not like, oh, you know, you're not doing anything and you're living right, here. It's like right. she's working so, so hard. hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. And I love that he was there to like see it and mm-hmm. support her. And even in that s- spot, like gave her her yeah. space. You no, know? definitely. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Um, okay. <laughs> Everyone take a deep breath. Drink your Pepto. Yeah. <laughs> take your Propranolol. We're going to get into... Maybe the best episode of TV of all time, episode six called Fishes, where we see the family dynamic in our face. And it's like, guest star, guest star, guest star. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Phenomenal acting, phenomenal writing, phenomenal Phenomenal cinematography. Like, it was so good. Oh, my God. I hope, I doubt they did, but I hope they had a therapist on set to, like, debrief with them as they were doing this. If you want one for season three, you know, reach out. We're here. Um, But holy shit. So how did you feel watching it? Let's talk, like, let's start there. Um, I felt like I was running a marathon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, even talking about it again, like, my heart rate, I can tell, is, like, increasing. Mm -hmm. It was just chaotic. Yes. Chaotic. Nervous, confused, excited because we were finally going to meet his mom. Mm-hmm. Like I always want to know about people's moms. Yep. Um, and, I felt like uh, I was there. You yes. know, like I felt like I was sitting off. at the table in or in the kitchen, just oh. like observing it. And and what's funny is I I I would assume at least, unless you have just really really good luck, um, that most people listening and and both of us have like experienced chaos, right? So like whether it's at work, you know, in a professional mm-hmm. setting whether it's with your own family, whether it's watching friend stuff, like, mm-hmm. but being present for like really, really, really intense and poor interpersonal skills. And like, yes. just that feeling you get, you're so uncomfortable, but you're like paralyzed. You yes. can't look away. You get, you know, you, you're feeling all of those kind of physical symptoms that we talked about before like it's just this feeling that I've you know had before in my life that I had watching this episode yeah which again the fact that they can elicit that through a screen it just blows me away astounding 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 I totally agree and I feel like as you were saying that I was thinking initially of all of the guests at the table like frozen when Mikey and um, Uncle Lee, played by Bob Odenkirk, were going at it mm-hmm. and the tension was rising and they're all just like trying to figure out how do you diffuse the situation. Right. And you see like everyone's trauma response yes. is like kicking in. But then also just the way 
you know, uh, Carmi and uh, Sugar, like, just interact with Donna, played mm-hmm. by Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, what a surprise. Um, but perfect in the role. Just the way they try to navigate her is also the same thing you're talking right. about. So, like, the episode starts off with them outside, right? And, like, sugar smoking, yep. just, like, real nervous. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what's going on? You know, I really hadn't had any spoilers for this show, so I'm, like, super blind about it. Right, but I was like, oh, my God, isn't she pregnant? Mm. And then, oh, no, it's actually, right, it's like, actually a couple years ago. And then you see, like, Mikey, right, kind of talking to her and, and saying all these things. And I was like, well, who are they talking about? And then it becomes clear that it's their mom. And then Carmi comes out, and they're like, don't do anything. Like, don't ask her if she's okay. Like don't and i was like huh like i wonder what that's gonna be about and then it was like when they when you finally see the kitchen and i i I can't remember if it's through carmy's eyes i want to say it is it's just like chaotic visual representation of their family dynamics yes 100 percent, 100 percent. yes there's sauce splattered on the walls there's like a million timers going going off off. all startle response right she's like drinking and smoking up a wazoo Mm -hmm. you're like are you gonna set the house on fire it's so chaotic yeah, sugar is so anxious and i thought it yes. was just so again like you saw everyone's family roles so like yes. mikey is seems to be kind of like aligned like knows how to work with his mom he's kind of like oh, whatever like this is how it is I, I there's probably a better way to explain it like almost like learned helplessness yes yes so that's a concept where like like back in the day they did some experiment with mice or rats where they would like basically drown them do you remember reading about this probably in like bachelor's level Uh, like psych right yeah like learning about like depression you know they did something where they would like basically like put mice in some like tank of water and like not give them a way out and just see like Mm -hmm. how long till they gave up like what a terrible experiment but um it led to this concept of learned helplessness where it's like when you're in a situation an environment where like you just lose hope mm-hmm. that you're going to get out of it. You just sort of like give up um, or accept like this right, is it. Right. And I kind of feel like with Mikey, maybe that was his vibe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, you know, which we can circle back to and talk a lot about, like then, I you know, coping with it with substances. And yes. you see then sugar like kind of on the other end other is end. like continuing to like poke the bear for lack of a better word. Um, she's like asking her if she's okay. Eggshells. Are you okay? Can I do anything? Can I do anything? And you just see like from the outside like that is not working <laughs> but don't you think don't you th- this is my theory as to okay so if that didn't work sugar would have learned in childhood not to do it but she's doing it as an adult and she's the girl there's always something up oh, yes. with mother daughter totally. relationships especially when there's more siblings and you're the only girl we saw this with succession um but like i i would imagine that growing up there would be times mm-hmm. when that would work and that would like lead to a connection with Donna and she would like calm down and maybe even express gratitude like in a overly familiar or like like kind of inappropriate way. way. Yes, exactly. Like it like parentified. Like sugar become parentified and become like the caretaker of her mom. Mm -hmm. And I bet for sugar that felt really good. She got her mom's positive attention. She felt good. I bet her mom would say things like, You're such a good girl. I don't know what I'd do without Mm -hmm. you. Like I'm sure that happened intermittently enough where it would reinforce this behavior. And I bet it happened 
when they're alone. Yes. Right? So, like, Donna has all these guests over. She's making the dinner. No one can help. Right. Right? Like, she then wants all this gratitude. She wants to be the center of attention. And so, like, then Sugar challenging that and being in the parent role, like, is, like, a big no. Like, I'm the one in charge. I'm in the one in charge. Exactly. You're threatening her sense of, like, superiority and Mm -hmm. competency. And remember with Sugar's, like, partner who brought, like, a casserole and everyone's like, I know. She throws it outside. And it's tuna, so it has, like, a distinct smell. And he's like, but it's a fish. He's like, this is the eighth fish. (laughs) That was was perfect. But so I think that's what's going on with Sugar. Mm -hmm. And then Carmi feels like the one who escaped. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, I think if we... If I picked one word, I'd say like avoidance, right? Like he's just like, he kind of checks out, he's gone. And then Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting. And I would be curious to know, like, did he, and because he was in New York for a while, but is that because he went with um, cousin Michelle played by um, Sarah Paulson? Like, you know, she asked him then, but he seemed really hesitant to, or like that wouldn't be okay. You know, he was like immediately sucked back into the trauma, right, yes. of his family. Which I feel like happens, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it seems like I got the sense that this was happening when he was in Denmark and he like came home for yep. the holiday, but I don't think people expected him to. It seemed like people were kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. You saw that tension between Mikey yes. and Carmi. I get the sense Mikey's older yeah. than Carmi. Where I think is, Carmi's the youngest. So Sugar's in the middle, I, maybe? I, I don't know why I think that, but I think that. I could see that. Um, but again, you see that sort of competition, that tension, like it was nice of you to show mm-hmm. up, you big, big wig, you know, um, which is always to me so sad when there's like a sibling or someone who's like done so well, like, don't you just wish one of them had like Sydney's dad to be like, good job. Yeah. You know, like the, none of them get it right from Donna. We don't even know where their dad is. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, But yeah, so Carmi comes back and it's like the guilt tripping yes. that he gets from his mom to your point about that, like just you know it was just it was just so icky like so you're basically icky. saying that you want him to stay here and like live with you i mean i'm I mean, you know i'm not she didn't say this exactly but she's telling him that you know she wants him to be here with her and like almost like a how dare you go and leave me i need mm-hmm. you and i can't believe i'm not in, the center right, of your exactly world. instead yeah. of wow like you're so amazing you got a michelin star even taking like credit for it like could be like another way in that she doesn't take like right like you're my son and you yeah. did this wonderful thing it's like no it's like that other because you left her yes yeah so portia if you had to diagnose donna uh, with something what would it be sounds like narcissism and maybe some borderline personality yeah. traits especially with the um fear of abandonment fear of abandonment substance use really yeah. Yeah. yeah and especially i'm i'm curious in you know we can talk about this later but i'm curious at the end when she shows up is she sober? Has she gotten treatment? Is this a manipulative tactic to use on Sugar's um, husband? Like, I don't know, because it could have go either way. Like, I thought yeah. it was really interesting, like, the insight that she had with, like, I ruin everything. Because, like, some I hear that a lot in, like, substance use land. Yeah. Um, I hear that a lot in borderline land. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Is it, like, are you sober now and you have all this guilt? Yeah. Are you not? And you're just, yeah. you know, kind of, again, like self-sabotaging relationships instead of going in there and saying i'm so proud of you it's like no like you don't show up and you make it about you but like you you have so much pain she's obviously in so much pain well and i think that like speaks to what you've said before Mm. is like 
I feel like she leans more in the borderline personality realm than the narcissism realm, but I think there's narcissistic yeah, you're flavors right. there. Um, but I think with this like fear of abandonment, just with the way everyone's walking on eggshells, mm. her quick switch, like light switch flip yeah. of a mood, um, at the very end when she drove her car into the house, I mean, just like the the self-harming, like of, of in that right. way, the manipulative way of just like screaming at everyone. And then, um, I, oh my God, it was just shocking. Um, it's I like, think- I wonder if she expected them to come after her, right? So like, if I'm thinking of like, you know, someone who has borderline, who's like in, in incredibly in an intense emotional state. Um, this is not like your day to day. You're you're doing okay. And you're I think using she some was DBT at that skills. moment, right? Like oh, she felt so incredibly much. devalued, exactly. put down. So someone with these traits like can't tolerate no. that. So she feels like annihilated. Mm-hmm. And then I think she was committing, trying to commit suicide or a suicidal gesture. Yeah, I feel like gesture. If I'm being really like picky. Um, because I can she seemed very intoxicated. She, yes, exactly. So, like, also, was it a mistake? Did you mean to reverse? And did you, you like, mean to hit forward? all the people? Mm. Like, how I mean, far does this rage we go? We have no idea. But like, how traumatizing? So, I'm wondering, right? Like, if Carmi had like run after her, if it maybe Mikey did, Mikey did. He was the one who was like, "Mom, mom." I think, if I remember correctly. When the car crashed. Yeah. So I'm saying before that, right? Like as she leaves the table, I'm wondering (gasps) if someone had then pursued her. Like she right. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. She would have been wanting. exacting because she didn't get it. She then had made this big gesture to get everyone's attention it. back. Yeah, so, and that is very much mm-hmm. in line with borderline personality disorder behaviors, yeah. right? Um, just instigating. Yeah, all I think of that. my my like knee jerk reaction with all TV characters is always like, no, no, they're they are narcissists. I think there's but a lot traits for sure, but no, like I don't know why I didn't say that first. She she displays many 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 traits of borderline, especially when someone is in a really intensive emotional state. Yes, yeah, and just that all the toxic dy- the splitting, mm-hmm. um, the pitting one against the other, the manipulative. Yeah. Tactics, tactics, the rage, um, the suicidal gestures, all of it is just so And it's like you keep digging your own hole, you know? And it's like, I think when someone's watching without any, you know, knowledge of borderline or 
I don't know, I guess understanding of it, it's like it, it can be so frustrating. It's like she keeps making things worse, right? Like over and over and over again. It's like she keeps pushing everyone far away. Why Why can't she just come in and be like, you know what? It's like because she's not capable of it in that moment. She's yeah. so hurt. She feels so like um, – like you said before, like annihilated. Yeah, so there's no coming back. She right. can't see that she could just dot 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 right come into the restaurant and say I'm sorry. She could just because that sit would down the table taking accountability exactly and being able to hold on to the fact that she has good and bad within mm-hmm. her and people with borderline personality disorder really struggle to hold on to two opposing feelings, two opposing beliefs or views at the same time, especially about themselves, Mm -hmm. right? They, you know, they can't tolerate feeling bad. That's why they project it out on other people. That's why they act out and become Mm -hmm. the victim or become the martyr or just leave, abandon, you know, situations where there's been something that they regret. Mm -hmm. Um, And So much self-loathing. So much self-loathing. But it keeps hurting everyone. And I thought like that. I was shocked she showed up at the end to the restaurant. Um, Maybe in an internal, right? Like I I would could only imagine what was going on in her head, like part, you know, curiosity, part um, wanting to be a part of it, you know, wanting to be included, wanting to not feel abandoned. But on the at the same time, maybe the fear that they would reject you, the fear that it would be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. the fear that someone would make a comment like and then you could just see the hurt when, you know, her um, Sugar's husband accidentally said that Sugar's pregnant. And she didn't know. Right. And then she's just like, you know, flustered. But like, you know, again, she's going to internalize that as right? Like, I'm not important enough to know this. I'm not part of their life. Mm -hmm. Um, They're abandoning me. I'm sure also the self-loathing of like, they don't love me. They don't want me. I'm so bad. But I think often with, you know, people who struggle with BPD, it it's very hard to tolerate that amount of self-loathing. Like sometimes totally. you can for a little bit of time. Like I think we see di- displayed in this, you know, in the finale where she's showing up and thinking about going in. But to actually go in would involve like re- reckoning yes. with all the harm you've caused and sort of accepting mm-hmm. it and taking some accountability, which I don't think she's able yeah. to do because of, you know, her psychological limitations. So often then you project it onto mm-hmm. other people. So it turns into, well, Sugar didn't tell me. Well, Carmi didn't right. invite me. Like it's their fault. They're leaving me. And this is the classic dance we see with BPD. Mm-hmm. There's even a very good book out there called I Hate You, Don't Leave Me. Yeah. Is that push and pull, that like, you know, seeking mm-hmm. of love or help or attention, then rejecting it. And so she leaves or rejects them before they can yeah. reject her. And she wants, I thought it was really interesting and, and important that they included it in the writing with her repeatedly asking him to tell her it's okay, right, to leave. She's like, you need to tell me it's okay. You need yeah. to tell me it's okay. And just... Because then she puts it on exactly him, that he, he's the one he giving said her it's okay, and she can kind of like move past the fact that she chose to leave. Right. She no, can't, he said it's okay that, that I leave. can't even hold on to that accountability. Mm-hmm amazing writing and again i just feel like i just feel like the only way you get this so right is if you have lived experience right so like to the writers like god bless you (laughs) i hope you're doing okay and i just wonder like is it healing to create Mm -hmm. art like this that resonates with so many people and then other people i'm sure watch it and recognize their own family Mm -hmm. members or their own toxic dynamics and i gotta believe you feel less alone right when you're like oh my god i'm not the only one who lives through stuff like this Mm -hmm. so maybe it isn't me 
some of the commentary that this episode received was like it not um sugarcoating and and there's there are some movies that make holidays wildly stressful and like ridiculous with crazy family dynamics you know even the movie um i think it's like four christmases right like and so there are other ones out there but some of the commentary on this specific episode was like this does happen right right? like if you have a dysfunctional family which like a lot of people do the holidays are so So intense and stressful and like getting everyone together when like most of the people have poor communication skills and these intense feelings and they like don't know how to handle them and they're adults and like there's no accountability there's no self-awareness there's a lot of substance there's drinking exactly it's just like this recipe for disaster yeah yes exactly and we see the disaster play out um and it's so true. And I feel like in situations like this where everyone comes back to home, it's like everyone just fulfills mm-hmm. their roles again. And I thought we saw that really yes. well with the three siblings and all the other supporting characters. Um, and I'm sure something that you talk about with your patients like I do, especially around holidays, it's interesting that this episode is going to come out like during the holiday mm-hmm. season is like setting boundaries for yourself and really being thoughtful about like, is it in my best interest to go home? What's it going to be right. like? And there's can a lot I bring of talk someone? About that. Right. I sometimes can I stay at a hotel? Can I? You know, yeah. It's really important to think about. Oh my god! But Jamie Lee Curtis, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, I mean the cast was just like phenomenal. phenomenal. And then you know Sarah Paulson, cousin Michelle. Then we have Johnny John Mulaney playing Stevie, Michelle's partner. Like that was just funny. He's such he's such like a non fit, right? Mm-hmm. But he like loves going. The like <laughs> blessing he gave trying oh, to deescalate. Mikey, such, he did such a good mm-hmm. job at first, and yes. then it was like Uncle Lee made the comment. Oh my I god. think about the mom, which again I felt like was also an attempt to like acknowledge what everyone is thinking and feeling and validate it and say okay well now that's over and that just escalated mikey yeah. like why do you think that was i i felt like it was in mikey's mind like a slight to donna yeah um and i feel like i feel like it, i mean i you could have taken it either way i think if you were like secure and calm and not traumatized and by what had happened high. Not not drinking, not high. Like it could have come across as like okay, like this like the healing moment. But I think you know you could totally look at it the other way, with just like because of how he's been acting the rest of the night. Like he was antagonizing people, you know, specifically Mikey. Yeah, Yeah. and just like doing unnecessary things. Is he her brother? I don't know. Who? Yeah, the (laughs) uncles and the cousins. It gets very confusing. But um, also, I think it that displayed like even though Mikey in a lot of ways is like really checked out, that's still his mom. Mm -hmm. And there's always a tie to your parents, even when they're really awful parents. That's still your mom, and you can get very defensive. And I'm sure there's more backstory. Like, where is their dad? Mm -hmm. What happened? Like, if she's the parent who stayed. Even if she's so dysfunctional, like to kids, like, well, you stay, yeah. like you at least love right. me enough totally. to stay. So I could see him just like, that was mm-hmm. it. And they'd already been at each other's throats yeah. and he's high and like, oh, I also thought it just displayed a really awful way to shame someone struggling with mm-hmm. substance use You're in nothing. front of your whole oh. freaking family. It made me so 
upset. Like it, it just felt like a, I so, can empathize uh, with with being around someone who is struggling with a substance use disorder. That's that's one of the hardest things to do. Absolutely, hundred percent. And some of the things that Uncle Lee was doing just felt so unnecessary. Mean. Like, why did you interrupt the story to tell? Mikey and everyone, well, we've heard this a million times and then say the end of it. Why couldn't you have just left the room? Just leave it alone. Right? Like, you know, if he, if you, you know, he's using. So what does that mean? People, when they're using, are, are not making their best choices. They're not really using good communication skills or, or can sit with things. They're going to react. So it's like, why were you doing that? I know. Like, you've got to have known that that would have happened. So that's where I'm like, it felt even with the comment he made after the dinner. Or after Donna had that explosion was like, I, like, what are you doing? Like, just sit there for a moment. Like, it was it was it was weird um, and just felt like in that scenario unhelpful. Yeah. And I, I got to feel like or got to think he just has so much anger mm-hmm. at Mikey, right, there was at some Donna, reason. At, mm-hmm. at everyone that I th- it's like he's just like fed up and it's right. not really clear why. I wonder if we'll learn why at some point. Um, but then don't go. So like, yes, like, you know, if, if he's yes. in therapy with me, it'd be like, okay, like this sounds really stressful and really hard for you. So like, what would it be like to not go? What would it be like to go to someone else's family right. exactly. you know, holiday for that day or do something else? Like, what would it be like to go for an hour? Right. Like, yes, exactly. And like, I always will tell my patient because usually the first thing they say is like, oh my God, that'll be so hard. Like, I can't do it. And I always say like, well, it's going to be hard either way. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to just go and follow the same old routine, same old patterns. Like that's this version of hard right this other version of hard you know listening to your instincts respecting your own limits like that'll be hard too which hard do you want to choose mm-hmm. and do you want to try this new version and see how it goes right um but so so hard so hard i know last time i said I hated Richie. Oh my gosh! I know. I was thinking about you. I have totally flipped. Yeah, of course. I love him. Like I've totally flipped, and I love him. And I was so sad to see him so happy in this episode with Tiffany. That was Dylan hard. Anderson. And I'm like, what happened? Like, how did it break mm-hmm. down? Um, He's still so in love with her. You know, inviting her to the Taylor Swift concert. I know. Like, uh, what? Did- Oh, when the Taylor Swift song oh started my playing, I know. I was like, is that Love Story? It can't be. And then I was like, oh my God, it is. And he's just like jamming out yes. the car. And I was just like, this is so cute. I know. <laughs> like everything about, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I liked Richie season one because I felt sorry for him. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't doing things that I enjoyed. Yeah. But I just felt really sorry for him. And, and this season, like, I was so proud of him. I got teary, like, a couple times with Richie. When he was, when he was at the fancy restaurant and really just, like, stepped up, was wearing his, oh, I proud to be there. It's like he was finally seen. And not in this like he, icky family dynamic where he's like Richie and and you know they the know how to up. do it exactly. Yeah. He was seen as like no, you're a person who matters and who has a place here and like you're important, right? And we like oh, you, yes. And he saw himself. Yes, he finally saw his own self worth. And I loved when he came back and he just kept saying, "I wear suits now. Right. I wear suits as now. You should you and know? as you should, Richie. You look like a million uh, bucks. I know." Very and he handsome. said. So for the, like, third person asks him, right, like, what do you wear in a suit? What do you wear in a suit for? And then, like, to someone, I maybe it was fact, he was like, because I feel better about myself. And I was like, 
Wow. Also, you're like identifying emotions. Yes. You're you're connecting with yourself. You know that this makes you feel better and you're doing it. Yes. Like, wow. And again, back with like the uniform, the suit, right? Like with Ibrahim, how he was mm. so turned off by it. Now Richie's really embracing it. Sydney Interesting. gets the chef coat. Like there's so much because interesting Because Ibrahim imagery. is wearing, it's so funny that you say that. I just thought of it. Like he has like an orange t-shirt on at the right like the opening night because yes you know he's doing the window fine but like but everyone, everyone else has him. the white you know mm-hmm. that says um the there or they have like then really a really nice chef coat or they're wearing a really nice suit which is so adorable i love Even when fact, richie exactly like is consoling him because he's scared because richie is handling right i don't know what that yes. job is called it seems like the is most stressful job i I've think ever it might heard. be expo does that is that like a thing yes yeah, it's, yeah i've yeah, yeah. never worked in a restaurant where yeah. that's been a thing yeah you make sure all the plates i only know because my wow. husband did this for a while um but like you make sure all the plates are right they look right they get there um i don't know if that's expo or if like just like calling out these things like and that girl remember he was like <laughs> yes. so impressed by her and everything but yeah richie consoling fact when he needed him in the front mm-hmm. and back didn't it's just like you see the trickle down of carmy yes. believing in people like trickling down and it's just like beautiful mm-hmm. it's so beautiful and I totally flipped on Richie. Yeah. I'm I'm percent. worried about him. And, you know, after we say this, we can kind of segue into Carmi um, yes. throughout the show. But, like, I was like, ooh, what's going to happen in season three after Carmi says all of those horrible things to Richie when Carmi's in the walk-in? Like, Richie seems okay. But, like, you know, because he, he keeps saying, well, I love you. Well, I love you. Well, I love you. As Carmi is saying, like, you're a leech. F you, F you, I hate you, F you, like, I, you yes. have no one, your daughter, all these things, I and Richie's just saying, I love you. Oh, oh it's horrible. God, I know, I'm going to cry. But also, beautiful, because I feel like Richie has probably been in that place and said stuff like that to people when he's in so much pain to push them away. And he knows, it's almost like Richie knows what Carmen's he, doing. It's like the switch so flipped in his head. He now is this like... All of a sudden he's like gone. Yes, man. That's what I mean is I feel like he can stand there and like mm. tolerate it because he knows that's not what he yeah. really means. He's trying to push me away. He needs to know I'm here. And it's like, how do you get there? Right. How do you get there so fast, you know? It was incredible. Incredible. I freaking love Richie. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> No wow. words. Totally like he, I loved watching him. His moments, I definitely teared up. The forks, um, like oh. that whole episode. Yes. Oh, yeah. I just loved seeing him step into his power and believe in it. It was like a 35-minute episode that was so incredibly done. Even oh. that one, right? So we t- we've been talking about fishes, forks, like from the beginning of the episode to the end, even the imagery of him waking up mm-hmm. earlier and earlier yes. and earlier and getting up quicker and like doing his hair it was like those tiny little things were so good (laughs) oh so good and it's just like i want everyone to feel that pride Mm. right and it's just like if richie can get there anyone can get there right like i just feel like we learned a little bit about his backstory i don't know why they separated that wasn't given out right no i'm i'm sure we'll i'm hopeful we'll find out right because they seem so happy again i have to imagine Richie is kind of like a milder version of Donna, maybe, mm-hmm. where you not in like, I don't think he meets criteria for BPD, but I think he self-sabotages. Yes. So I could see Based him on like low self-esteem. Exactly. And just being like, well, like, 
I've never like I wonder if he had ADD that went undiagnosed yeah, as a kid yeah. and like developed a lot of anxiety about that and just, you know, fell into like, well, I'm not good enough. Right, I'm never right. going to achieve. So this is all I'm good for. And then when he gets close to having good things, sabotages it. And some dad was in the way. army. I'm, I'm using yes. a really, really generalized stereotype, but like really maybe really strict, really demanding, Rigid. dismissive, not ner- like loving. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and again, like that maybe he was, but like that's a trope. Yes, that <laughs> is often, a trope. So. You're moving a lot. So, you're, yeah. you know, attacking attachments to friends and stuff are getting Mm -hmm. disrupted very often. Um, So again, I think like maybe he had security and stability with Tiffany and then it was like too much. Yeah. He didn't deserve it or, or, you know, something like that. Um, I kind of want them to get back together. I know. Because he, you could tell he, he was so her. hurt. And then she said, I love you, right? Getting off the phone when she told him that she was engaged. And like, it was just like. And she probably oh. like does love him, but like. Knows that she, like at least that, that old version of right. Richie isn't good for her, which right. is fair. Like I could see him having had a substance use problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe she went to like Al-Anon and started yeah. setting boundaries and had to say like, right. I can't do this anymore. Um Oh, but I love him now. Yeah. So basically, I totally, totally flipped. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. I was thinking about you. Oh, my God. When he's jamming out to Taylor Swift, I was thinking about you. You were like, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course it is. It is the love story. Story. I know. I like, oh, my God. Richie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Notable. So Carmi. Uh, Carmi has some big, 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 like, interesting factoids about his past. We see the development with Claire. We see his, his the ultimate breakdown at the end. Like, it was just, it was fascinating. It was so good. I'm glad we left him for the end mm-hmm. because there's so much to talk about. Um, I just really want to give him a hug in that freezer. Yeah. First of all, you're like cold. So, so let's cold. Just, like you're so cold. <laughs> they oh, never like so showed cold. that. Like you know what I mean? Like oh, they didn't get like a shot. Oh, like the cold air coming out of the vent or yeah. whatever. But like so, I I wasn't even thinking it for a while. It was just like the chaos. He's he's missing the service. He's doing all this stuff. Like but like those freezers are so they're cold. They're freezing. There's like ice everywhere. Yes. Like they're very cold. <laughs> um, he like I was like, how long has he been in here? Mm-hmm. Is he going to get hypothermia? Um, but before we get to him stuck in the freezer, tell me more about your reaction to him over the season and how we see his character developing and him falling in love. And so I thought it was really interesting that even just the little the little bits that we got. So learning that he had never been to a party like I ever, I was like, hmm, like, you know, he seems really almost um, hyper focused wise gets into something right yes. so like he was in chef school like that's it there was no partying there was nothing he became like a little obsessive about it and it's like do you think it's because he likes it or was it his ticket out of mm, dysfunction I, either or, or both yeah you know um yeah it's like that's all he did like no girlfriends no history he's so you know kind of like one one track mind one just track minded is that a coping skill, right? So in in order to not yeah. let the chaos in, even even that clip, which I think was from season one, which we saw again in at, in the freezer scene when Joe McHale's um, Joel McHale, yeah. role or, you know, boss chef is just like dehumanizing Ugh. him and saying these horrible Berating things to him. him. It's like, how did he get through that? Did that? Did Mikey do that to him? Did Donna do that to him? Oh, I'm past? sure Donna like, did that to him. I feel like he is a great example of like an avoidant attachment style. Um, mm, yeah. And I think like knocked it on the head. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think all along, Donna, I'm sure talked to him the same way Joel McHale's character did. And he's like dissociated. Yeah, right. He has maintained an emotional distance and avoidance to avoid that. Yep. And so getting think, hurt. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
and just focusing on your career again. But I think he's just wanting his mom's love and approval yes. by getting the Michelin right. star. But then he will never get it because it's not about her. Right. So he's, he's just doomed. Like the poor guy, you know? And he almost can't handle it. Like, like it having an emotional relationship with someone else like first of all this is a wildly stressful time right like he's opening a restaurant there's so much pressure oh there's God. so much really so much money That's true but i feel like he internalizes that and to be like see i can't do this i can't see someone yes i mean it's bad things happen it's like, That's not white. true like yeah. this is a wildly stressful time you could have forgotten the fridge guy anyway right i think claire is good for him i totally do um, and I think of anyone who would understand how much work and commitment and time it's taking, it's a resident physician who's like living at the right, hospital right. for their career. Like I think of anyone who could understand it would be someone like her. Like I don't get the sense she was feeling like slighted or jealous or anything like that, maybe because he had been making time for her. Um, but I feel like she'd understand. I don't think he can imagine someone else, perhaps especially a woman, perhaps especially mm -hmm. a romantic partner, could understand that he has his own right. needs and that's okay. Right. Because his mom has never, right. ever demonstrated that that was okay. Yeah. So I don't think he knows how to do that, you know, like even with friends or even with you know, things like that. I don't think he knows how to do that, but I think he's capable of learning. I think he's capable. I thought it was interesting, the scene with, I think it was him and Sydney, um, when she's asking him, like, well, how much do you love her? Oh. And he's like, well, I love her a lot. And she's like, okay, then you should, like, be her boyfriend. Like, you love her. Like, usually, like, I don't know, sometimes people, like, date before love, right? Like, no, you love her. You've also liked her for Forever. years, it seems yeah. like. So, it seemed like almost, you know, one of one of the, I would say, more rare cases where it's like the guy is kind of not getting it. <laughs> like, I think it's like it's not because it's he's not that if he wanted to, he would. Right. Like, I think he just has no awareness that, like, you guys are dating and you love yeah. her and like you should be together. It's like that never even crossed his mind that like, oh, I should ask her. out. He's like, how do I ask her? Well, what does that look like? What does that yeah. mean? He has no idea. He has no idea. And I think he's so scared of that. Yes. Because like even when they bump into each mm -hmm. other, he gives her a fake number. I love and... that she called him on it like multiple times. She was like, why? did?" And finally, he like tells her, you know, yeah. like, why did you give me a fake number? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That makes me a little nervous. Because, like, I think with someone like him, you need to go really slow and respect his boundaries. And that's going to be hard for him to open up. And so yeah. I just hope Claire could be patient with that and not intrusive, yeah. which I think would feel more like his mom. Mm -hmm. um, it broke my heart when she rushed yes. to the freezer and heard everything he said. And then he heard her voicemail. But I really because the voicemail was so lovely. Like but you even see in that scene, he throws the phone yes, down. He, he can't, can't take, take it. it. It's too. It's too much for him. That's mm -hmm. what I mean. Is I feel like you have to tread a little lighter. Like it's getting really yeah. intense, really fast. It seems like again. I don't. I feel like the timeline is like over several mm -hmm. months. So it's not like in a week, but it's for him, someone who's never had a relationship, right. never had like friends or anything. Like it's going to feel like a mm -hmm. lot. Um. And so I just am really curious to see how how that all plays yeah. out. Um, but I feel like, yeah, he just doesn't know how to have, like, relationships because they've been so hurtful in the past. And I don't think he would, you know, looking maybe to season three, like, I think he would need a lot of pushing, which I don't, like, could be good or bad to 
apologize to her. Like, you know, Richie was they initiated that fight in the cooler because he's like, what did you do? Like, you finally had something good. And he kept saying to him, like, you can have something good. Yes. Carmi, like you're you deserve good. You can have good. And I feel like Carmi couldn't even hear that. So he rages against him. And I think hugely. But like, that's what he has seen. I know his mother that was do, that was such know? like that was such Perfect a good connection parallel. back to the fishes episode yeah, or exactly. to donna specifically but richie doesn't leave i know <sighs> richie stays and keeps saying i love you i know oh my god i'm gonna cry i know <laughs> i could cry i know it's been a long week i'm a little overtired so like i'm the emotions are free so but it, it's also oh, so beautiful though because it's like he's in so much pain He's so stressed out. He, you can tell Carmi is just beating himself up, oh calling gosh, himself a failure. The self-loathing. So huge. And Richie's just like, dude, we got it. We love you. And they do. They and have they it. Do. Because of him. Yeah. He has instilled this confidence in mm-hmm. them that is so beautiful. And I just want him to be able to find that for himself yeah. and like find some balance. And, and I just really want that for him, yeah. you know? The little bit lighter moment in that final episode I was just laughing at was when one of the chefs is out there doing meth. Oh my god, lot. I know. And Marcus is like, I think I have to fire you. Yeah, I'm gonna go ask. And then and then he's like, you know, he's talking and they kind of, you know, repair him and Sydney in that moment. He's like, I know things are weird, but like this is happening. And she's like, That's wild. And he's like, I know, I literally said that's wild. And then she's like, Yeah, I think you let him go. And it's just such a funny moment. Like they're like yeah, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we, yeah, yeah. To, we should fire right? him. And then right? there's like, you know, chef whatever's 86. And then they're like, yes, chef. Just yeah. moving on. I love that. All the guest chefs. <laughs> I love that Cindy's dad would say, good job, chef. Yeah. Or like, it's just so nice. Yeah. Um, I also love that the the one doing the meth was like, what over this? What? I know. <laughs> like, yeah. But maybe not in other restaurants that he's worked in, right? We also saw some talk. Um, I was just kind of like, thinking that we had mentioned i think talking about the class of drugs with ambien included uh, so when carmy and claire are at the party in an earlier episode and that one guy who ends up getting arrested is like yeah like you know i do a lot of ambien and like steal cell yeah. phones <laughs> again there is documented cases like there's like peer-reviewed mm-hmm. uh, scientific literature about like ambient induced parasomnias that means like sleepwalking mm-hmm. um stuff like when you're moving and doing stuff in your sleep so you don't realize you're doing it like eating having sex i think there've been some cases of like assaults what remind me of the movie name that we talked about this with um Oh, um, side effects. Side effects. Yes, side we talk effects. about more about that in side effects. Yeah, so go check out that mm-hmm. episode. Um, well, Portia, anything to wrap up this episode? No, I I can't believe I was sleeping on this show. I so already good. said this for season one, but this was probably the best show season for me in 2023 yeah. i loved it i did too i would say a close second for me was you mm-hmm. you know the part part one and part two and i think season f- four just because i really liked that show but in succession wow like this this one takes the cake oh i i i found myself saying is this the greatest show of all time <laughs> like is this my favorite there's show? something about and this is a compliment there's something about like italian families on tv 
um sopranos sopranos mm-hmm. like there's there's food there's yes. there's accents there's, there's and it just makes for excellent television excellent. and like a lot of the men are handsome so it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt yeah all right well thanks for listening to this awesome episode we cannot wait for season three to come out um whenever it does <laughs> with all the strikes um and we hope you catch us next time uh follow us on analyze scripts podcast on instagram and tiktok and please 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 if you're listening and enjoying our content the best way to support us is to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends. All right. See you next Monday. Bye. Bye. This podcast and its contents are a copyright of analyzed scripts, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited. Unless you want to share it with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe. That's fine. All stories and characters discussed are fictional in nature. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, or products is intended or should be inferred. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The podcast and its contents do not constitute professional, mental health, or medical advice. Listeners might consider consulting a mental health provider if they need assistance with any mental health problems or concerns. As always, please call 911 or go directly to your nearest emergency room for any psychiatric emergencies. Thanks for listening and see you next time. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
This podcast and its contents are a copyright of Analyzed Scripts, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited. Unless you want to share it with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe. That's fine. All stories and characters discussed are fictional in nature. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, or products is intended or should be inferred. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The podcast and its contents do not constitute professional, mental health, or medical advice. Listeners might consider consulting a mental health provider if they need assistance with any mental health problems or concerns. As always, please call 911 or go directly to your nearest emergency room for any psychiatric emergencies. Thanks for listening and see you next time.